Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I'm your host and I am the only Tesla podcast host that hasn't one tried the condom challenge and two currently has a man bun i don't have any of those things i've never done a, a, the condom snorting up your nose and out your mouth kind of thing and i've never had a man bun the only tesla podcast host in the world that doesn't do those te- things um look it up everybody else does not me look it up though it's a fact somebody fact check that so let's get started because it's uh I didn't. I didn't want this to be a long podcast, so hopefully it won't be. But it, I kind of get, I get stuck in the weeds. There's so many articles that I want to do. I end up doing way too many, and it never ends up working out. So I've been trying to like pare them down to something that's relevant to the week's news, and hopefully we did that. But let's talk about uh, the things that I like this week, and that thing is Sneaky Pete. Some of the guys I work with, they've been watching Sneaky Pete on Amazon. Um, They started watching it. I started watching it. It's a really good show. It's really well written. Uh, It stars Giovanni Ravisi. I think that's how you say his name. And Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. And uh, Giovanni guys from, like, Ted. He's the bad guy in Ted. One and two. Um, Anyway, Giovanni Ravisi plays a... Bad. Uh, he plays a con man, a confidence man. He's in prison with a guy named Pete, and Pete won't shut up. He keeps talking about his life over and over and over again. For reasons that I'm not going to explain here, Giovanni, uh, Giovanni uh, Meredith, that we'll use his character's name, Meredith goes ahead and takes Pete's identity goes to Pete's family, who hasn't seen him in 20 plus years, and says, hey, I'm Pete, for a lot of reasons. And then the the whole plot kind of goes from there, and you find out more. It's really, really good. I'm looking forward to season two. Next up, I would like to thank Mason for leaving me an iTunes uh, review for this podcast. It's really kind of you, Mason. It was very nice of you. Uh, you left me a healthy five-star review, I think four-star review. Hey, that's pretty good. Um, thank you very much, Mason. I really appreciate it. If I, I think I only see reviews for North America. It's either North America or just the U.S. And I do have, I subscribe to a service that tells me uh, reviews around the world, but I, it's 
decent, but I don't pay for it, and I'm not uh, 100% sure that it's 100% accurate. So if you leave me a review in your country, and I don't thank you, it's not because I'm ignoring you, it's just because I haven't seen it. So, but thank you to everybody, including Mason, who leaves a review. Next up, this show is brought to you by patreon.com forward slash kilowatt. And currently have one awesome Patreon subscribers, Patreon, Patreonage. Anyway, we have currently one very nice person who is uh, supporting this podcast. So I thought I would go down the real quick recap of what you get. For the dollar level, you get access to the Patreon feed, which I promise I'm going to put some stuff up soon. I'm just got to get past this one little test that I'm studying for. Um, and you also, I'll send you a sticker for uh, subscribing, a kilowatt sticker. For $5, you get access to the feed, the sticker, and Slack access, access where we can go in and we can chat about Tesla, EVs, and just generally whatever you want. It's, I don't have uh, too many rules. Just be nice. Uh, so for $5, you get that access. When we get to a total of 10 monthly subscribers on Patreon, I'm going to give away a Tesla desk charger. It's in the shape of a supercharger, and you can charge your phone, either Android or iOS. And um, that's enough on that. The Bloomberg Model 3 update, we're not going to do that because we actually have real numbers for now. So we're not going to skip the Bloomberg Model 3 update for today. We got some videos with the drone flyover, the Fremont factory, Virgin Hyperloop One. Um, a, a guy drove his Tesla uh, in autopilot. I guess he didn't drive it. Autopilot. He turned on his Tesla and showed how that Mountain View crash might have occurred. Um, and, you know, it's got the Hyundai Kona electric, some stuff about that in there. But let's get down to the nitty gritty. If you're new to the show, and some people are, here's how we do this. Oh, come on, Flash. I don't want to update you. I really don't like Flash. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we do this. Uh, we have basically a headline section, which is um, just basic information. And uh, give a little bit of context, but not much. And I'm calling that kilobits. And then we go into the more newsy section, and that's more uh, context, more information. Um, how I was doing it before is I was just throwing it all in together into a big bundle of like podcast soup, and it it didn't end up being very coherent. So hopefully this is a little bit more coherent, and it flows a little bit better, and it makes the podcast easier to listen to because I know my voice is really obnoxious. Like it, uh, I don't even sound as good as Ray Romano. My voice is pro is probably way more annoying than Ray Romano's voice. I get it. It's not pleasant to listen to. So I appreciate every single person that listens to this, listens to this podcast for that reason. But let's start. Uh, Inside EV's Eric Loveday. Uh, okay, so there's a picture of what looks to be a Tesla Semi being hauled away on a flatbed. Uh, man... I've seen news stories like this several times with the Tesla semis breaking down, and I haven't said anything. But really, uh, I feel like it's important. This isn't news. Tesla is testing the semi to make sure that it will work. Of course it's going to break down. Of course things are going to happen. 
they're going to have problems that may or may not be technically a breakdown, but for safety reasons, they're going to cart it off in off of a, on a flatbed. Like this is uh, this is not news. It's going. It's it's probably not even a beta. It's probably an alpha. This is early days for the Tesla Semi. It's not that big of a deal. Next story: Dominic Wild, super cool name. He did not unfortunately write where Dominic was working for or who he was working for, unfortunately. But uh, VW orders twenty billion dollars in batteries and related EV technology to kick off their EV efforts. China and Europe will benefit from the this purchase, this round of twenty billion dollar purchase. The U.S. and I'd assume like Canada, they're 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 coming later, and we talked about uh, maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we talked about how the Chinese market is prime for electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles, and that's where everybody's kind of starting. And VW is headquartered in Europe, so it makes sense to start all that stuff out there. Right now, VW plans to expand from three EV producing factories to 16 EV producing factories by the end of 2020. So just four years away. I really hope this comes to the U.S. sooner. I love Volkswagen, even though they did the Dieselgate thing. Um, I'm and you know they have the association with Nazis, and I have it on pretty decent authority there's still nazi paraphernalia in, in some volkswagen factories um this is just hearsay i don't think volkswagen is nazi lovers it's just left over from that time period but uh yeah it's it's exciting i really want uh, i really want evs affordable evs to come to the United States. I want them to go all over the world, but I want to be able to buy an affordable EV someday. This one is Fred Lambert. Recently we talked, and I think it was two weeks ago, we talked about the Model 3 coming to Canada. Uh, Well, now we know that the Model 3 has arrived in Dubai and China. Uh, The demand for the Model 3 is so strong that resellers are buying the car in the U.S. and then reselling them in Europe and for what I assume, what I assume to be a very healthy profit. Uh, this is kind of more. We talked about how Tesla might be pushing off some of these, some of these U.S. orders to other countries like Canada and things like that to keep it underneath that two hundred thousand mark until the end of July or the begin end of June, beginning of July. So that way. People in the U.S. get to continue those tax credits through the end of the year. Um, let's see here. Fred Lambert from Electric again. BMW is considering killing off the i3 and the i8. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name, but Stefan Jurashek, Jurashek, head of BMW's electric powertrain, said the vehicles were meant as technology showcase showcases and cannot be expanded into a family uh bnw is not killing its ev efforts though they're set to unveil new evs later this year unveil not release so that'll be interesting i saw a bmw i3 the other day when i was dropping my taxes off with the tax person and my first thought is good god that's an ugly car i mean it's just hideous 
My second thought is that's what all EVs kind of look like, except for the Tesla and maybe the Lucid. They all just kind of have that weird bubble shape. They have those weird hubcaps on them to improve the aerodynamics of the car. It's not a good look. But on the other side, I can't afford to buy a Tesla or a, a BMW i3. So who am I to judge? Finally, in the kilobits section, Inside EVs, Stephen Loveday. Uh, this is kind of funny. An autonomous Chevy Bolt, like autonomous Chevy Bolt, the car was driving. Chevy's testing the autonomous feature for the Chevy Bolt. It received a ticket from a San Francisco motor cop. The officer claims the Bolt didn't yield to a pedestrian at a crosswalk. In case you're wondering, the car didn't receive the ticket the safety driver received the ticket. Uh, that's not the end of the story, though. As you can imagine, the Bolt has a ton of cameras, sensors, and data to fight the ticket. Chevy claims that the pedestrian in question was nearly 11 feet away from the crosswalk when the the Bolt drove through the crosswalk. And I'll keep you po- posted as the story updates, but it doesn't, honestly, this is probably going to get overturned, if that's true. But it'll be interesting to see. These are new times. Okay, so let's talk about the news, shall we? Last week, this is from Fred Lambert. Last week, we talked about Tesla and the possibility of them failing. My approach, or my thoughts, my theories, were less fatalistic than the haters and more realistic than the fanboys. But Elon and Tesla address these concerns that Tesla's going bankrupt in an April Fool's joke. Um, And this was actually pretty funny. Tesla, Elon, excuse me, tweeted out, Tesla goes bankrupt. Palo Alto, comma, California, comma, April 1st, comma, 2018. Despite intense efforts to raise money, including the last-ditch mass sale of Easter eggs, we are sad to report that Tesla has gone completely and totally bankrupt. So bankrupt, you can't even believe it. Elon Musk, at Elon Musk, April 1st, 2018. His next tweet is, There are many chapters of, there are many chapters of bankruptcy, and as critics so rightly pointed out, Tesla has them all, including chapter 14 and a half, which is the worst one. And then finally, the tweet, that tweet was followed up with uh, kind of a news release Elon was found passed out against the Tesla Model 3 surrounded by Tesla Kila bottles. The tracks of dried tears still visible on his cheeks. This is not a forward-looking statement because obviously, what's the point? Happy New Month. And then there's a picture of Elon leaning against his, leaning against the Model S with a Tesla-like supercharger box covered up, covering him up with a blanket, like a blanket, and... uh he looks pretty pathetic. He's unshaven, which I think he most always is. I got a little bit of stubble on him. Not that I watched that closely. But it turns out a lot of people were like, hey, I want some Tesla Kila. And so Tesla's going to start selling Tesla Kila. And you know what? I'll be buying a bottle. And when I open it is when I get to drive my new Model Y whenever that occurs. But I will definitely buy a bottle of that even though I know that I'm paying way too much money for what is probably Scott whiskey or Scott tequila, but I'm still going to do it. 
because because I respect them. Uh, let's see. Oh, some formatting got messed up here. This next one is from Simon Alvarez from Tesserati and Fred Lambert. So what I've done is, just in case you're new to the show, is instead of going article by article, I just take, I find a theme in an article and I put them all together and then I talk about them. So Tesserati, uh, Simon Alvarez, who's awesome. Fred Lambert from Electric, who's awesome. So the Q1 2018 Tesla delivery numbers are out and they're actually, they're pretty good. So before we go into what the numbers actually are, let's compare and contrast the numbers from Q1 2017 and Q1 2018. In 2017, the Model S sold 13,250. In 2018, the Model S sold 11,730. So it went down a little bit. In 2017, the Model X sold 11,550. In 2018, the Model X sold 10,070. So down a little bit. You see where this is going? It's like, oh man, that's not great. But in 2017, the Model 3 sold zero. Um, Q1 to 2017. In 2018, Q1, the Model 3 sold 9,766. So a nice little bump, but I don't know. This isn't a trend because it's just one quarter, but it looks like to me that the Model 3 is eating into the Model S, Model S and Model X sales. Just a little bit. Um, Tesla produced a total of, oh, let me see. They delivered, excuse me, in 2017, 25,000-ish cars. In 2018, they delivered 29,980 cars. So that's pretty good. Um, but they produced which means they weren't technically delivered. They produced 34,494 cars, and of course 9,766 of those were Model 3s, and the remaining 24,728 were Model S and Xs. Tesla also announced the Model 3 is now over 2,000 units produced per day. Um, they're still missing that mark of 2,500 a week, which they thought they would get to in Q1, um, they're definitely missing the mark of 5,000 a week, but Tesla feels that they can get up to 5,000 a week sometime in Q2 2018. The Model 3, they also announced that the initial satisfaction score of the Model 3 is sitting healthy at 93%, which is the highest in Tesla history. So bravo to Tesla for that. Tesla also announced that it does not need to raise money, and here is the the benefit at the moment, to continue operations. Like everybody was saying, uh, Tesla's going to run out of money. They said, nope, we're not looking to raise any money at the, at the present time, which is great. Um, Elon is currently sleeping at the Fremont factory until the Model 3 issues have been corrected. The article points out that Elon's sleeping in a sleeping bag on the floor at the end of the production line. That's a really cool thought. But I'd like to think that Tesla can afford to buy a Casper mattress and maybe a little bed frame. You know, a twin, nothing out of the the unusual of you know what he's used to, not the opulence of whatever he sleeps on currently, but just a little Casper mattress with a little twin bed frame so he's not sleeping technically on the floor in some little office that, where the blinds go down so he has a little privacy so all the employees aren't watching him sleep. 
Um, but hopefully, you know, if he does that, take my if Elon, if you're listening, just you know, spend four hundred and fifty bucks and go do that, and uh, you'll sleep a little more peacefully and you'll be comfortable, which is really important. Uh, Doug Field is the vice president of engineering. And the information reported, the information is really good. I can't afford the information, so anybody that reports on information stuff, the information stuff, I appreciate. It's like $450 a year or something like that. Uh, But they reported that Elon was pushing vice president of engineering, Doug Field, out, pushing him aside to oversee the Model 3 production. Elon has uh, denied this rumor. He has... Uh, stated that he has all the confidence in the world with Doug Field, in Doug Field. Um, He denied the rumor, and he said that he is stepping up to help divide and conquer. So the goal is, this is me paraphrasing, but the goal is to upgrade Tesla from production hell to production purgatory. That's the goal. We'll see if they get there. This next story is from CNBC's Laura Colladini, Colladini, man, Laura, I'm sorry. Anyway, they are reporting that a fire occurred in the paint shop at the Fremont factory uh, where vehicles are primed prior to being painted. An an internal team uh, working at the factory contained the fire pretty early on. I couldn't find anything on the internet about Tesla having its own internal fire department. It's not impossible because a lot of manufacturing uh, places do. I know when I was a kid, I grew up next to like a big giant fertilizer factory and they had their own internal group. I don't think they were allowed technically to do any sort of real fire suppression, but I don't know. Maybe they were. Anyway, um, this isn't impossible, but the paint booths, they all have like sprinkler systems to put out any fire that may occur inside the booth. And we took a tour of one not too long ago, um, at a place that was in our, our area. I'm a firefighter in case you're new to listen to this. And the, the paint booths are, they're pretty strict on what they're allowed, uh, to do and when, where they're allowed to do it at. Um, so, yeah, the paint boots are well sprinklered. Uh, a Tesla spokesperson told CNBC, on Tuesday morning, there was a small fire in the factory that was immediately contained and extinguished in a matter of seconds. There were no injuries, and the vehicle production was up and running in no time. Uh, excuse me, was up and running normally shortly thereafter. Uh, the Tesla, the excuse me, the Fremont Fire Department posted the following on Twitter. Fremont Fire has not responded to any emergencies at Tesla tonight. There is no reported fire. So apparently the fire was small enough. Um, Fremont Fire Department did send out a battalion chief to Tesla to to confirm that there was no fire. The guards at the gate had no idea. So the battalion chief was escorted around the building. Um, They drove around the building and uh, saw nothing of note. uh, So went back in service. He did not go into the paint shop um, the problem is if the guards have no idea where the fire is, then, um, there's no reason for him to go to the paint shop because he'd have to search the entire building, which is enormous. But what he can do is you drive around the building with your windows down and if a sprinkler is running, you'll hear a water gong, which is just basically this mechanical bell that's going off and you'll see water flowing 
generally underneath that water gong onto the ground. So if that is the case, then he knows that there's an actual fire or at least a sprinkler activation. He, he or she, I don't know what the sex of the, the battalion chief is, could be either. Um, they didn't see that, so they just went back in service and went home, probably went back to sleep, which makes sense. So there's no real reason for them to go inside. Uh, but here's the thing. Paint shops have, you know, thinner, lacquer. Um, they're using rags that are soaked with this stuff. So here's my guess. My guess is a bunch of these rags were either improperly piled together on the floor or they're put in a bin. There's special bins that you can put these rags in so that they don't spontaneously combust. But maybe, whatever, maybe a lid was left open. Maybe the rags were all on the floor. I don't know. And a chemical chain reaction occurred. The fuel, the oxygen, oxygen, the initial, the ignition source, they all got together and boom, you have a fire. So, um, you know, you, you need fuel, oxygen, heat, the ignition source, all that comes together and an uninhibited chain reaction and you have a fire. The good thing is these fires are generally pretty easy to put out. You either put a lid on it like you do a grease fire. Or more likely, you just take the rags and you spread them out on the ground and they're done. Like the the heat that's built up inside the rags, the chain reaction, once you get them out and cool, they're generally fine. So that would be my guess. It'd be like putting wet ga grass clippings in a plastic bag. If you've ever done that and then picked up the plastic bag because it's hot, that's what's going on. So... It's kind of a story, but it's not a story. Uh, TechCrunch, Megan Rose Dickey and Fred Lambert. I got this from two sources here. The NTSB, the National, National Transportation Safety Board, is not pleased with Tesla. Okay, so as many of you know, because we talked about this for the last two weeks, uh, Tesla released the information on the Model X that a crash that a cr uh, crash that occurred in Mountain View. Uh Chris O'Neill stated, who works for the NTSB, and I'm, I'm summarizing, so I guess he didn't really state this. Tesla's been extremely co cooperative in assisting with, uh, assisting with gathering the vehicle data. The NTSB, however, is not happy that Tesla released information that may hinder the NTSB investigation. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of time to rehash Tesla's statement from earlier that they released last week, but basically the autopilot was on, the driver was warned to put his hands on the wheel, and uh, that didn't happen, and then the crash occurred. So the NTSB is still investigating the issue, and from their side of things, they would really like Tesla to just be quiet and not um, hinder their investigation, although I don't know how they would hinder it, because Tesla's technically... Uh, complying with them but this you know whatever there's a lot that i don't know about the ntsb a ton i know less than a fraction of a fraction of a percent about the ntsb i only found out since i was doing this podcast what the ntsb stood for um but it makes sense they don't want anybody to they don't want tesla to say anything so that they can conduct their investigation however elon being elon elon defended release defended releasing the data from the Model X crash, and here's what he said in the tweet. A lot of respect to the NTSB, but the NHTSA, National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, regulates cars, not NTSB. Ooh, that's rough. 
which is an advisory board. Elon putting the NTSB in what he thinks their place is. That's it's pretty harsh. That's the equivalent of saying to your step-parent, you're not my real mom or you're not my real dad. It's basically what he's saying there. And the NTSB is not their real dad. So there's not a lot that they can do about it. But here's here, let's go on. Not the NTSB, which is an advisory board. Tesla releases critical data affecting public safety immediately and will always do so. Or excuse me, will and will always will and always will. To do otherwise would be unsafe. Um, and I think this seems like an appropriate response. The upper part was, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to put words in Elon's mouth because maybe he was just, you know, whatever. Maybe he didn't mean it to sound the way that it did. But, uh, yeah, it, it really sounds like you're not the boss of me. Uh, but I do agree that if people are using, for instance, if people are using the um, autopilot mode on these roads and they have the potential to get into the same car accident, which if you look at the videos that I put in the show notes, one of the videos shows the car doing what probably the exact same scenario like it drove straight towards in the gore point to those barriers that are supposed to slow you down um, and save your life so you don't hit that concrete barrier. So it makes sense to me that um, Tesla would want to get that information out there so anybody driving in that situation doesn't make that same mistake. Because really, there's, you know... Not all of us want to just, I don't know. If You don't want to die from an automobile accident, you know? It's just not, it's not something, especially something that's preventable. So it makes sense to get all that information out there. Um, I'm on Elon's side in this situation. So that's it. That's our whole story. 29 minutes. Sorry, I went through that kind of quick. Um felt like that if I didn't, we'd be here for 45 minutes. So let's talk about how you can contact me if you want to contact me. It's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at 918digital. You can call and be the first person ever to leave a voice message, and I'll put you on the show, 918-401-0071. First person in almost two years of doing this podcast. Will it be you? Will it? I do have a website called kilowatt.bz, but I'm in the uh, the stages of revamping that because it's not bad, but I'd like to make it more useful and more directed at the show. Basically, right now, it's just Tesla and EV news and solar news and things like that. And leave a review wherever you... Basically, iTunes. That's where it really helps. But leave a review... Uh, where we get this podcast because that does help me out significantly. Uh, we have sticker packs for iOS devices. If you want to look at those, check it out in the show notes. And you can go to uh, patreon.com forward slash kilowatt if you want to become a patron. And that's it. That's the whole show. 30 minutes and 35 seconds. Maybe we'll get out before 31 if I can. I never know how to end this show. It's like an awkward hug goodbye, you know? You don't want to leave, but you know you got to. And it's just kind of like the... Just a weird hug goodbye with a long-lost family member or friend. So, yeah, I hope everybody has a great week. 
Thanks so much for listening to the show. Uh, thanks for my, so much for all the new listeners, all the old listeners. Uh, the podcast is growing every single week, and I really appreciate it. And it's amazing to me when I look at the numbers uh, each morning when I wake up. I'm just shocked at how many people listen to the show. It's pretty amazing. So I don't take any credit for that. You guys are all, um, you're all appreciated without getting too weepy about it. I appreciate every single person that listens to the show. Uh, it means a lot to me. So thanks so much. Have a wonderful week. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today... We're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us.